Previously on Newsbreak, Lotus FM. Really what we found is that the virus responsible for, for COVID-19 got into the hospital probably from one patient and, and was transferred to another patient. Um, and then it really spread quite widely around the hospital on different wards within the hospital. And I think immediately from that finding, taking into account the rapid spread of the virus, there needs to be better sorts of quarantines between wards in hospitals that are treating COVID-19 cases, isn't it? I, I think you're quite right. I mean, a key point there is how quickly and easily this virus can spread. Because people are close together, they're often in a ward. Uh, there's lots of hands-on contact by by nurses and other healthcare. But yeah. surely by March, then the nature of disease and the idea of quarantine was, you know, dare I say, commonplace, and that a lot of healthcare professionals should understand the way the virus would travel and the risk of contamination. Just to be clear, that our, our role and and the role of this investigation, outbreak investigation, is not in any way to to uh, apportion blame or to find negligence. You are right. By by March, we had some understanding from from others, but it is important to remember. We think this outbreak started from from the ninth of March, and at that time, that was when there were just a handful of cases in South Africa, and so all hospitals were just starting to get ready and starting to understand that they were going to have to redesign their hospital and and put all these measures in place. Because ultimately the study was a learning experience on how South Africa and then the world can learn on how to manage COVID-19, you know, a pandemic that's just a couple of months old, isn't it? So what are then some of these recommendations? This needs to try and have these separate zones within a hospital and separate entry points to a hospital. And I think anybody that's now using health facilities, both public and private health facilities, will have noticed that everything is changing. But, and all this is, is, is measures put in place to be really vigilant. When we think of infection prevention and control, people immediately focus on what we call PP personal protective equipment. But we often focus on that and neglect all the other components of infection prevention and control. And so our recommendations are really broadly around um, having the systems in place for that, but also making sure that the practices are right. And by that, I mean that we can be all we like people doing hand hygiene regularly. But actually practicing that is another matter. The time that these particular cases broke, there was a lot of discussion Mm -hmm. about PPEs. What can be learned about PPEs for frontline health staff from this particular example? So we didn't didn't find any evidence that there had been any supply issue with the personal protective equipment. And in terms of the type of personal protective equipment that was being used by by staff, to the best of our knowledge, uh, that was completely appropriate and in line with guidelines. I think the, the, the personal protective equipment that was being used was appropriate. One of the points that we make in the report was that a lot of the transition, as I said, was happening on the wards that... Um, didn't know they had COVID patients on them. 
So they weren't allocated as COVID-19 wards. So there, there would have been less personal protective equipment being used. This is the challenge, really, is that um, one of the things we say is that people need to be really vigilant, whichever area of the hospital they're working in, that the patient they're dealing with may have COVID. Newsbreak, Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.